You could say I'm something of a. Oh. What is up, fellow DJs? It's your boy Poe and your girl Jay. Welcome to another episode of Digital Blackface, where we're having a very special guest today. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with Turning Point USA and Charlie Kirk's extremely small face, or as you know, her gun girl, Caitlin Bennett. But we have someone who has a very special connection to all that. Uh, you mind introducing yourself? Hello, gamers. I am the Kent State diaper guy. Uh, I was uh, I protested with Caitlin Bennett uh, in Turning Point USA, where I wore a diaper in public to protest safe spaces. Mm. And so, you mind telling us how that all like came together? Like, whose idea was it? Was it Caitlin's? I feel all like right. So let me let me walk you through how it went. Um, so I joined I joined Turning Point like straight into my freshman year at Kent and I met Caitlin pretty quickly through politics because like my hometown, nobody gave a shit about politics. So it felt, uh, felt nice to actually have like a click to connect with, uh, skipping ahead. I was helping Caitlin record some of her first videos. This was a couple years before, about a year before she took off. And, um, she mentioned the idea, the original uh, conception of the idea was there would be a play space uh, that would have diapers and bibs and binkies and coloring books in it. And the the idea is that we would just stand by it and be like, hey, you want a safe space? We'll hop on in. And uh, me being an absurdist fuck freak, I immediately, I immediately I'm like, you know, what would be really fucking funny is if like I'm in the fucking thing in the diaper just fucking around. And she had a, her, her first reaction to that was, was a lot of laughter. So I'm like, all right, this is a really funny idea. (laughs) And then it eventually comes to, and the thing is they started running it and there was just one kid who was like in overalls, like modestly dressed. Right. Um, he was, uh, like, like you might see him in some of the pictures, you know, overalls, he had like a propeller hat, I think. And Caitlin was there and I, I came up to her and I said, Caitlin, where's my, where's my diaper? And she's like, I didn't get you any. I thought you were joking. (laughs) so so a trip to walmart later we came back with the uh with the adult diapers and i donned the diaper and became a legend that destroyed uh turning point usa so that's that's how it came about it was mostly mostly my reckoning okay so i mean i'm not gonna lie that story is wild enough as it is but like like i remember we were talking earlier and you mentioned something about that there was something that went down around that night that you it just solidified it be the most hilarious moment of your life. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Okay. So this is this is a very personal story. This is some insider diaper boy info you get. If anything, I want I want the, my my little section here to be 
uh, a story of what it's like on the inside to be involved in these things. Cause, cause I, I, I want to give my outlook on, on how it was for me. Um, you know, being in, in the diapers, doing all this stuff, I did it cause I thought it was funny. I was into politics at the time. You know, I was a gamer gator. I was a fan of Sargon of Akkad and all that shit. Um, and you know, when I did it, I just, I, I did it as a, as a, as a joke. I didn't do any, it, it wasn't anything serious. It wasn't anything sexual. Okay. Don't want any. It was fucking sexual. Okay. Fuck off. That joke's not funny anymore. Um, but so, so coming around, uh, in my insider story here, the night before, uh, I, I was out and about in the Kent square playing uh, keyboard because, because I did that. That was my way of trying to get laid. And, it work? uh, it, it, it almost worked. Um, there, a, a girl, girl started talking to me. And we were we hung out. I walked back to her dorm with her, and we sat for like six hours straight together, just talking until it was like four in the morning. And uh, and you know we ended up uh, we ended up making out, and that was her first kiss and everything, right? And I was like, man, this is this is nice. Then the next day, I did the diaper stunt, <laughs> and she was she was walking along. So we did it on like the main path of campus. Like anybody who's going to like any class from one side of the campus to the other is going to pass by, and of course she passed by. Mm. And and she looked at me and I, I, I looked up to her and I was just like, hey. <laughs> and, and she just looked oh. so sad. <laughs> she was so sad and she just walked off. She looked so disappointed. So she has to live with uh, the knowledge that her first kiss was uh, the Kent State diaper guy. See, I'm not going to lie. That story is just as funny right now as the first time you told it to me because I can just imagine <laughs> I can just imagine the look on her face. Just like you probably made an impression on her for her to give you her first oh, kiss. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Needless, oh, you know, I'm. A, so I'm did a, did you uh, ever speak to her again after that? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> that was the end of it. That was the last. But like, I mean, this is the thing, right? You know, like over the course of time, I've 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 gone on dates with like uh, girls from YDSA, you know, uh, Young Democratic Socialists of America. And there was this one girl who I dated and we ended up hooking up a couple times. Um, and then, and, and b- before any of this, I, I told her that I was, I was uh, like, she knew what side I was on. She knew what my politics were. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I was, I was the diaper guy. And she was like, Oh my God, I was, I was there that day. I saw you. Holy shit. No. And, and a couple days later, she's like, yeah, I talked to my friends about it. They say that I, I should really stop seeing you. This probably isn't good for me. <laughs> that is freaking hilarious. Man. I'm, like, I, know, I'm, I must have probably hurt like at the moment, but I got to tell you, I'm laughing right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing about it. <laughs> no, that, that, probably the best fucking story to come out of it. It's so fucking funny. See, the thing is, uh, if, if anybody were to make a fool, 18 year old years old the way I did and uh and become the Kent State diaper guy I'm glad it was me because I can take it god damn it <laughs> I got I got super lucky you know no personal information got out you know I never got doxxed um things are things are nice okay so I just passed past all that like what happened to Caitlin like right after that how did so she go from that to you know <laughs> what she is now well, funnily enough, uh, it's completely unrelated. These are two separate events that had no connection whatsoever. 
Oh. Really? Because like I, I read yeah. a bunch of articles about this, and they were all like, "Oh, Caitlyn oh, yeah. Bennett, she got super mad and she left the school because of that." Because oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, like she did. She did leave. We we turning point did break away. Um, but but that was like months uh-huh. after the fact. Uh, it was because turning point. Well, she claims it's because turning point wasn't giving us as much support anymore or anything. But like we still had free reign to do whatever we want. It was more so that Caitlyn wanted to break away from turning point in general because we all realized that turning point kind of sucks cock. Any particular reason why they suck so much, Cog? Uh, it, it's more so, it's the people, it's the rhetoric, you know, uh, and, and it was a lot of the, the people shitting on her for the event that kind of made her break away from it. But then after that point, um, see, there there's this group called Liberty Hangout. Uh, she so, so that year, before the diaper stunt, she met Justin Muldo, who is the owner of Liberty Hangout, which, was, which is an anarcho-capitalist uh, website. They're married now. Um, so, uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. A lot of people on Twitter were super mad about it. Yeah, yeah. So they ended up uh, joining forces. And basically, after leaving Turning Point, the Turning Point group became the Liberty Hangout group. Uh, and they essentially did the exact same thing that they'd been doing to that point. Around that same time, I started running a conservative campus newsletter. Uh, I made like $800 in profit, then shut it down because I got bored. Um <laughs> Like, like, um, if you've ever seen, um, if you've ever heard of news to share, like they're pretty big. I remember Kathy Griffin recognized them. I did some contracting work for them when, uh, Antifa came to our campus, but, um, you know, she did, she did some gun walks and they got pretty popular, you know, at, at this point she was pretty, uh, infamous in the community cause she had like, it, it had to be at least 5,000 people. Uh, at the Antifa rally. And I, I could go into more of that later about how there was one guy who showed up dressed as a crusader calling them con- communist infiltrators and like swinging his sword at them. But like... Uh, Sounds like my kind of guy, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Like like he shield bashed somebody and I, I'm, I'm the only person <laughs> who recorded it and it's fucking hilarious. That is... Um, that sounds amazing. I'm gonna... I'm not, it's beautiful. Shield but, bashing... But, oh. But, you know, that everyone was like, oh, that's probably her moment of fame, because after that, she's like, yeah, we're going to cool it down. You know, when when the when the school light has snipers on the roof protecting you, maybe that's the point at which you should call it in. And she decided to settle it for uh, bringing guns on campus for her um, graduation photos. And she did it responsibly. You know, she checked it with the police and like an officer came with her to be like, yep, yeah, this is fine. This is because because it was her right to, to go on campus, which is kind of what she her thing is about pointing out is you know, our rights to, to carry on campus. The, the, the whole point of, of the rallies and everything was originally there's a double standard because students aren't allowed to carry guns on campuses, but literally everybody else is. Like, um, like if you're just some stranger, you know, college campuses are public property. You can bring a gun. A student cannot have a gun on campus. So if there's an active shooter, uh, there's nothing you can do about it unless you're not a student there. Yeah, that, Anyways, that does sound really pretty stupid. Bring, well, bring this back to... Oh, oh, sir. So no, I'm talking. I, I've always had like kind of like mixed views on Caitlyn. And uh, you mind talking about that? Uh, my mixed views or yours? No, uh, just my a couple of opinions I had on Caitlyn. You want me to tell you about your opinions? <laughs> no, I just want to go over them with you. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, then start okay. talking. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I've watched a bunch of her videos just on Twitter, and like, I, I, I didn't really get the hate people had for her in general. But that I watched, it seemed like he could be like kind of combative, like she'd get in people's faces. And then when they tried to jump forward at her, she would immediately mention, you know, I have a gun, right? Oh, yeah. And like, 
I watched so many of them and I realized, I began to think like, maybe there's kind of a reason why people kind of get combative when they see her. Like, I'm not saying she deserves all the hate mm-hmm. she's getting now, but I guess it was kind of a buildup of all that. Well, so here's the thing, right? Is uh, I'm, I'm still good friends with Caitlin, but I can recognize her content. Uh, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I can see why people don't like it so much. But when it when it comes to something like that, in, in her defense, um, the the reason that she had this attitude for a while is because there there have been instances of people like threatening her in person, you know. Okay, I can see um, that. And uh, there have been people like the anti. She's had a lot of. She has a huge target on her back for real. Um, like the anti rally, I was there. Uh, I was actually recording with Millie Collins. Like she and I were running around the same areas you know, from InfoWars and the, the shit that was happening, you know, you had a bunch of people storming the area, getting into fist fights. Um, there were people, uh, throwing fake grenades at her, you know? Um, and, and then they were like mocking her when she was panicking. She's like, I want to talk to my dad. I, I want to, my dad is, and people are like, Oh, you want to go to your dad? You know, been through shit, like some traumatizing shit. And I feel like she's gotten to the point where, uh, you know, she, she gets a lot of death threats. She gets a lot of hate. So her reaction to that seems to just be preemptive. Uh, yeah. Preemptive just, Hey, I have a gun. Don't fuck with me. Okay, please. Yeah. But, uh, but, but yeah, but when it, when it comes out, it does come out as her kind of having a threatening tone, which is the problem. Um, Cause as an honest critic of Caitlin Bennett, I would say the big thing is that she lets the hate get to her. She lets the harassment and the threats get to her. And that kind of influences her message because her message changed to, I don't care about changing minds. These people are not salvageable. They're monsters. They're threatening my well-being. I don't respect them and I don't have to, you know? I mean, I can see, I can see how that change would come about. But the problem, the problem with that is that at that point, you just become reverse political spectrum Anita Sarkeesian, you know? Where your entire platform is built off of your very personal experience from being a public figure with an unpopular opinion. I mean, she has built, a, I'm not going to say she's built a hate, but a hate has formed around her. Oh yeah, absolutely. At this point, you know, that her, her attitude used to be the, the one I was talking about, but it's it, now her, her slogan is monetize the haters. I mean, it's a good slogan. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I would do it if I could. Yeah. So about Turning Point USA, um, just to give us an idea, how small is Charlie Kirk's face? Um, you know, I, I, have, I haven't been that close to him in person, but I can say it does get visibly smaller every time uh, someone gets a welfare check. Every single time. Like, you can see it happening. It's fucked up. It's really fucked. I feel, I feel sorry for him. Honestly. Next question, please. Kirk. <laughs> okay. Um, have like, did you honestly, when you were part of Tur- Turning Point USA group, did you really enjoy it, or was it just you were there just because? I mean, it was the people were fun. We had pretty, we had pretty political beliefs. I was just getting into politics around that time, really. You know, because um, because you know we're stupid college kids. I was eighteen at the time. Um, it, it, it was it was a lot of fun, you know, being around with people for the first time you know most of my main friends i made through political groups through turning point and young americans for liberty um you know it's really funny young american for Li- young americans for liberty were involved in the diaper stunt it's just that nobody likes to mention that because they kept it hush hush <laughs> um 
but you know, it, it camp, getting involved in, in a campus is a lot of fun, you know, kind of a little family with the, with the people you do it with. Even if you realize like a couple of years later that your political be- beliefs were actually like really fucking stupid. You know, it's, it's fun when you're in the moment. It's fun to try and push the envelope and just do crazy shit together because that's just what teens do ordinarily. It's just that we did it with a political spin and it took off. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, a couple of years ago, seeing, like, Kanye West up there next to Candace Owens and uh, Charlie Kirk, I was like, maybe I should get in on this thing. And you know what? Like, I, I don't really care about conservatism and shit, but, like, if I could get up next to Kanye West just for saying, like, guns for everybody, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> Well, you got Well, you know the turning point people. In fact, the only people who are really allies with Caitlyn at this point are uh, Infowars. I mean, Alex was... Jones would be a good meetup too. I have some yeah. barbecue with him. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, he could give me some supplements. You know, we'd talk about like weightlifting. <laughs> It'd be a good time. Yeah, Alex. You know, it's. Uh, I, I've never talked to Alex Jones personally. I wish I have. Maybe I'll ask him favor someday. That's a loss right there. That's, that should be like on your bucket list. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Have a full conversation with Alex Jones. You know, you remember that video of some goblin throwing coffee on Alex Jones? That was great. That was a hilarious video. <laughs> that was, yeah. I was there. I was first thing on Twitter. That was my morning. Made my morning. <laughs> Literal goblin. And then Alex points his finger and goes, I'll beat your goddamn ass, you <laughs> bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so, your life, just that whole point, like, like, Something I noticed in the pictures of you in the the whole diaper thing, like you're pretty, your eyes are pretty squinty, so oh, yeah. uh, it kind of like changes your whole face. And you did tell me that you like you grew a mustache and yeah, your yeah, face we talked about this. Nobody, back then. nobody yeah. has ever, nobody's ever recognized me in public. Thankfully, you know, it was a sunny day out, so I was squinting all the time. At the same time, it was, it, it was sunny, but it was also cold because it was like uh, summertime going on. Uh, fall and you know up in Kent we have lakeside effects so it was actually really cold I was freezing <laughs> the whole time you know you want some real insider infos originally I came out without a shirt and they had to beg me to put it on oh my god that would have been so much worse you know that right I know I fucking they they saved me there it's just you know you know I, I feel like I have that personality type where I'm the kind of person who like I like uh you know I like attention I like um I like I like being funny i like trying to trying to be the center of the joke and i feel like that turns into a rabbit hole where you're trying to to impress people and you end up fucking degrading yourself on the international stage and destroying like conglomerate conservative organizations just for a laugh i mean it has you have to put that on your tombstone somewhere uh destroyed turning point usa into toilet paper usa put it on well you know i feel like either one uh, resume resume is a lot better trust me you'd get hired somewhere but um <laughs> we were talking before we were talking in dms like you mentioned um that when it when it all went down you were surprised at how much backlash you got from certain people oh yeah you like um, yeah sure you know i spent um you know around this time i'll, I'll just list following at the time you know um milo yiannopoulos even though he turned out to be like a Kind of like, even though he turned out to not be that good when it comes to political speaking, you know, I was a fan of him back then. Um, and it was kind of disappointing to see him, you know, shitting on it. You know, uh, I remember um, there was a Breitbart writer I liked at the time who who was like, oh, this is bad. And I was like, ah, oh, geez. 
And then, you know, shoe on head, you know, I've been a loyal fan. Loyal. Yeah. What, what did June have to say about that? I don't, I don't actually know what she did say. Uh, I remember her tweet was just something along like, yeah, yeah, you do that. You shit in your diapers, don't the libs. Yeah, you do it. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, you know, it sucks when, when kind of like your, your teenage political icons uh, just shit, shit on you. you. Yeah. yeah. For, no, for, see, I could have, I could have told you like looking like, just, if I was there, I would have told you that straight up Milo was not going to like go for that because yeah. while he's a provocateur, he's like, he would refer to himself as a classy provocateur. Yeah. So that would, that would be below his level, so to speak. Uh, let's see. Breitbart. Breitbart was probably not going to stand up for you. Either yeah, of course. Because... I mean, you know, it's, I, I know with hindsight, it's, but you know, when you're in the moment, when you're most people who are behind terrible things don't realize they're terrible until it happens, you know? Yeah. And June, I could tell you, yeah, she was not going to yeah. that. I don't like, see the the part of it that sucks is that, you know, the the whole thing about it is I wasn't trying to own you know, I was never that kind of conservative when I was a conservative. I was I, I wanted to do it because I thought it'd be funny. You know, the the entire thing of it was really mean spirited, you know, to say, oh, hop on in and be a fucking baby. You know, my whole my whole outlook on it at the time was like, you know, if I'm in there, if I make myself look absurd, you know, that's we're kind of self-degrading at that point. You know, maybe it shows some self-awareness, but no, 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 that's not. Turns out that was completely yeah. wrong. That was a bad I mean, call. That's sometimes we make bad calls. Sometimes we destroy entire conservative organizations. You know, honestly, at this point, fuck them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they are a shit organization. I realized that I don't agree with anything they stand for when I actually went to the convention. No, like, I actually, uh, I do social media management for like um, uh, uh, a conservative youth organization. Not going to name any names. But um, the one thing they have told me never to do is never to mention. Uh, endorse or even tweet anything related to TPUSA. Don't even acknowledge <laughs> that they exist. Yeah, they're they're blacklisted. And you know, it all started. I was the arbiter. And oh no, take not the- even blacklisted. They they fucking hate TPUSA. Oh yeah. Like uh, you know that um, you know that a black gay a veteran who uh, sometimes more specific, specific than that. <laughs> like like uh, he he looks like Arsenio Hall, but like off brand. I'm I'm, I'm not uh, not aware. That, that's okay. Well, like specific right there, black gay veteran. I mean, Jesus, that's, that's yeah. narrowing it down. No, black gay veteran who's also with Turning Point USA. Yeah, no like, clue. He, yeah, okay. Well, he's been like on Vice and against their black conservatives uh, and black Republicans, Democrats debate and all that. But like, basically, I tried to make a tweet for them for this organization that I work for, and it. Basically, they're like, no, no, shut it down. We don't want him. He's related to TPUSA. We don't want him. We don't want uh, uh, black people from TPUSA coming to us. We don't want that at all. Hmm. And that's super, like, I was worried I was going to be fired, like, after, like, only two weeks of working for them because they were that mad. You know, I I think my turning point from turning point was the moment that they started introducing, yeah, we're going to do the black conservatives movement and the women's conservative, Tina conservatives. I'm like, wait a second. Isn't the whole point that we don't care about that shit? Yeah, that, what's that going was on around here? That was what I noticed. Also, Candace Owens. I feel like Candace Owens drags them down like heavily. Yeah, she's uh, oof. crazy. A little bit. Yeah. You know the uh, the turning point summit I went to was anything but classy. You know, we had Tommy Lauren coming up so that we could do a fucking CNN is fake news chant. That was so epic. We owned him. We got him. 
I'm not gonna lie. I've, I've honestly, I one of the reasons like I really was like interested in the Turning Point was when they had Tommy Lauren on there because like I'm like yeah. for like at least what four years, three three four years. I'm like she's pretty fucking hot. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, Paul, yeah, like, your your sin is lost, and you need to. Uh, no, no, need, it's not. It's no, not. I'll, I'll pray. Mm. For you. Don't worry. I'll pray for you. Okay. You wouldn't be the first. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray right now. Hold on. Okay, let's see. All right, Tommy Lauren, Caitlin Bennett, pretty damn hot. I'm not gonna lie. It's the... Hey, Bert, if you pull that Caitlin Bennett picture up again, Caitlin. Bennett, oh Lord. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah. I, I, yes, Bob. No. Am I wrong? Look. Look at that girl. You know, not to get political or anything, but not enough people comment on the fact that Caitlyn married a Jew. Uh, racism I mean, is funny. It's, <laughs> it's not like she's Laura Loomer or anything. She's actually never said anything about the Jews, so no problem there. <laughs> but either way, yeah, Caitlyn Bennett, pretty hot. <laughs> we have to talk about Laura Loomer one of these days. I got I have some videos of her on my phone, but <laughs> not the point. Uh, so uh, basically, do you think that your life is better as of no longer being part of Turning Point? Um, I mean, that's such a weird question because I wouldn't say that, like, being in Turning Point actively degraded my life, you know? It's not like, you know, when you're in a college campus group, it really just matters the people you're around. Like, I remember a year before that, I had a friend who said, oh, yeah, I was in Turning Point, and they were just, like, moderate libertarians, and it was pretty, pretty reasonable, you know? But when you look at the organization as a whole and the people running it, it's uh, pretty flawed, but I mean... Being a member of Turning Point didn't really make that much of a difference. It's just, you know, it's not like uh, it's not like us changing our label, you know, made the um, made things significantly different. Not but I, I, sadly, I'm not friends with most of the people in the group because we ended up uh, breaking apart and going separate ways. Caitlin lost a lot of friends after her fame took off. I mean, it's just how that thing plays out sometimes. Yeah. But uh, Jay, you have anything else else to ask, Burner? Um, not me. Wonder what about you're you? you go, me, I know you always have something to say. You're telling me you have photos and videos of Laura Loomer that that other Burner, people now don't know. That is not the time to get into my Loomer album. Okay? I it's am just... more than hmm. interested. <laughs> um, I mean, <clears throat> well, I well, I don't know. Um, do, do, would you ever be interested in like making your own type of organization, or are you kind of out of politics now? Like I'm, I'm sure. You know, I'm, I'm sure with you would have some pull, obviously. Like you wouldn't be, you would no, be known as the baby guy, right? But but you could use that yeah, as a platform would, to jump would. off of, right? Obviously, you, know, you, could, you could do something. I, I love talking about politics, but actually having a platform turns out is really stressful because uh, every two months you realize that everything you believed is fucking stupid. You know, it's the yeah. inevitable problem we all run into. Yeah. Fair. Um. So I did try running a newsletter on campus for a while, um, and that kind of fell apart. And after that point, I, I kind of lost interest in activism in general. You know, Caitlin asked me to come to a lot of her events, and she got kind of upset with me because I was like, you know, I'm just not feeling it. But I can tell you this. I think that the main reason that co college kids get into this shit is uh, a mental health issue. And I can tell you from experience, most of these people on either side are depressed as shit. And the uh, the the political path they take is their method of coping, because the because I'll be honest, I was a Bernie supporter, like full socialist in high school. That'll just make you even and, more depressed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and soap. the thing about the thing about that ideology is that ideology. I don't want to say wallowing in it, but you know, it's it's being able to shift the blame. It's being able to find your purpose as a revolutionary. 
And when it comes to Turning Point, the whole appeal was feeling like your counterculture, like we're bringing conservatism back, you know, like it's, it's, uh, we're all about freedom. The left is being nannies. We want something to fight against. But the fact of the matter is anyone involved in these groups depressed. Huh. Okay. Depressing to be around. You're, you're calling so them out right now. Charlie Kirk. I'm, I'm calling, uh, listen, listen, if you're called, if, if you're age 18 to 21 and you're on a college campus and you're in a political group, you're depressed as shit. Shut the fuck up. Okay. 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 Let me just, let me just, let me just, let me just go. Let me just make my point here. Let me just make my point here. I was thinking about joining a political group, but it wasn't anything about what I really cared about. I just saw there were pretty girls on campus. Oh yeah. There's that in the groups. Yeah. For some reason, the prettier girls seem to be into political activism. I was like, you know what? I could give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and, and the worst part is a lot to, uh, to brag about which aesthetic you know is best a lot of people like to mock the girls of each side but the fact of the matter is any girl here here's the thing right women if they have if they're not a centrist if they actually stand for something you know then maybe they have a personality even maybe yeah oh jesus i mean i found that like the more into political activism they are the less of a personality they strictly have like it's there but it's like molded around like their activism yeah, that's the problem is that they, they, the core identity comes from it. You know, and myself, me, I was oh, – sorry, go some, ahead. Something, something really funny, a, a Caitlin story I've got is, um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty argumentative person. I think my love for politics just comes from my love for debating. And I used to try and debate Caitlin all the time because, like, we had an economics class together. And uh, she would drive me back to my dorm afterwards. And I would always try and find something new to debate her about. I remember one time – she had the viewpoint that uh, she didn't believe in intellectual property rights. And I was like, all right, Caitlin, so if someone took your website and made a copy of it and copied all your articles and stole your traffic, uh, do you think that's wrong? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, guess what? You believe in intellectual property rights. <laughs> and it got to the point where uh, she was like, every time I'd start a debate, she just shuts it down. She's like, I'm not talking to you about this. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so so it sounds like she, oh, I love that. She, I was, love that. she probably didn't have very good arguments. Are you saying? Like, is this a common thing for, for Caitlin? I mean, you know, the thing is, uh, every time I try and talk to her about a matter of principles, she just directs me to her boyfriend now. Huh. Okay, let me guess. Caitlin knows what she believes, but she doesn't necessarily Here's, know the best way to argue let, it. Let me tell you this, right? She has a, she that, has that's a true, but... No, here's the thing is uh, she told me that she learned everything that she knows about property rights from her boyfriend. And her boyfriend is, is an anarcho-capitalist turned monarchist. Wait, isn't she married now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Her husband. Yeah. yeah. Oh, her boyfriend is a monarchist. Yeah, he's a monarchist. Because <laughs> he he believes that the only rights that exist are property rights, and that when you take that to their li- uh, extremes, we end up in a situation where so we have. So that's why Liberty disparate. Hangouts tweets have gotten so fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. He's a monarchist. Let me. I mean, see they've been weird like. since the beginning. Let me see a fucking monarchist dating someone from. You know, I remember at one point, I, 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 uh, her, Justin Muldo is her husband. I once, um, I once photoshopped him to make him look black and made a rap album and called it Justice Muldo. <laughs> and uh, she actually featured on a song. If you want to hear Caitlin Bennett talking, blowing up a Planned Parenthood with chemical bombs. Oh. Oh my God! Wow. Okay, we are gonna play that at some point. Oh. But, All right. You want me to? Yeah. Here, have it in the meantime. But uh, okay. Um. <laughs> wow. That. I'm still stuck on the Caitlyn blowing up chemical. Uh, 
listen, this dude looks like uh he would be like a monarchist. This look this dude looks like he would be an anarcho capitalist. He would He's a hero, honestly. You know, he's a really funny guy. I made a tube poop of a video I recorded of him. Looks like he would bomb some African children. Looks fine. You know, you know, see the th I remember one time uh we went to a panel about racial slurs mm -hmm. that was being hosted on campus. And it was the kind where, like, anyone in the audience could, like, comment. And Caitlin ended up getting the microphone. She was like, yeah, I get, co I get called slurs all the time for my political beliefs. People call me Nazi and fascist. Yeah, that's a racial slur right there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, what, what do you think about the whole Nazi? Were, were you ever called a Nazi? Were you ever called a fascist? Oh, absolutely. You know, if you're, if you're an active, uh, you know libertarian-leaning person on a college campus, of course you get called a Nazi. I remember one time our Young Americans for Liberty group challenged YDSA to a canned food drive. And um, they they disagreed to it and made a statement that it's because that they don't work with white supremacist organizations. Oh, yikes. Well, well step, <sighs> stepping, away from, stepping away from it and looking at it in hindsight, do you, would you, do you see their point or do you still think they're a bunch of... Yeah, no, they're a bunch of hack frauds. I hate, I hate socialists. I hate communists. And this is coming from someone who identifies pretty closely as a social democrat at this point. You know, mm -hmm. I used to, I used to like Bernie, and I still respect him. But uh, I gotta say, people, the, the, these YDSA kids, their ideologies are insane. It's, well, it's you like Bernie, but were you ever Yang? Uh, you know, the problem with Andrew Yang is that from Keynesian model perspective, it just wouldn't work out. Like universal basic income would just read to lead to hyperinflation because you'd just be pumping yeah. so much liquidity into the market. True. See, see, well, I, I well, I'm I mean, a, that's I'm a, a, I'm a business money, right? Major. Uh, I'm a business major, so like my my kind of my whole focus these days is in is in business and a little bit in tax law, and uh, I did pretty well in my economics classes. And I gotta say, everything that you we learned in economics is uh, pretty contrary to Andrew Yang's ideas of how it would work out. I respect the guy. I respect. Uh, the issues he's going into. Uh, I really like Tulsi. But um, my mom. Yeah, my mommy. Yang needs a needs a better formula. So uh, I guess that's really everything we have to talk about. Uh, thanks for coming on today, though. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah. So, uh, so I hope let let this be a cautionary tale to anybody <laughs> interested in doing campus <laughs> politics. Okay. Yeah, don't okay. wear diapers, guys. It's, it don't. never turns out well. If you think it's going to be funny, uh, someone will find a way to um, make you realize how wrong you are. Cautionary tale. Don't be a fucking baby. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't be such a fucking baby, okay? Don't go out. Don't suck on your thumb. Don't shit in a diaper. Okay, just... it's Actually, you know, I, I would recommend doing it because you might just take down a shitty organization along the way. Because, I mean, to this day, every time I think about it, I laugh about it. It's a... Uh, it's gonna be my legacy. So yeah, actually Laughter's do it. Better than tears. Laughter's do better it. than tears. <laughs> do it. I mean, Some, you know, there's. Uh, I mean, after after the initial couple weeks, I just kind of learned to live with it, and it got to the point where it's just really funny. <laughs> it's kind of like a. It's it's kind of like the joy of being an untouchable. You know, when the people mm. when the people you interact with, it's just a bombshell that you can drop on people, and it's hilarious to see their reactions. You know. Yeah. But yeah, but, that's. That's my that's my story. That's my life. I'm gonna write a book about it. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, no problem. I'll catch yeah. you on the flip side of the morrow. Yeah. I'll see you on Twitter. Yeah, see ya.
Okay, so that was Pete Chair's guy, the uh, Kent State diaper guy. Hope you liked uh, his little bit. But um, <laughs> for the second, for the second half of the show, we were going to talk about something really, really. I don't want to call it awesome. It's not awesome. It's bad. It's sad. Yeah, it's pr- it's kind pretty funny, bad. <laughs> kind of funny though. So um, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Stephanie uh, Freeman. Um, if you have heard of her, she's the racist TikTok girl who made a certain video go. Oh, I, I want to call it viral. But apparently a lot of people still haven't seen it. It's vile enough, though. But let me actually show you that video. Bernard, could you pull it up? It should be, uh, you should have it by now. I could definitely pull it up. Um, okay. If you sent it to me. So the video is, if you're sensitive to N-words, I'd recommend, I don't know, muting your screen. Or if you're sensitive, why are you watching this if you're sensitive to N-words? Anyway. You've said, oh, <laughs> she says, please resend me the yes. link. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, uh, here you go. I just, I sent you the whole video. Oh, you did. So, um, Stephanie Freeman and her boyfriend, whatever his name, something with Humes, Jeffrey Humes, whatever, um, they decided they were going to make their, make a certain video on TikTok, but as racist as possible. Like, not even funny racist, not filthy Frank racist, not even, I don't know, who's a racist, whatever racist comedians you can think of. It's just not even a joke it's just it starts with nigger and goes downhill from there Bernie, you got it yep we got it right here okay let's play that video hey today we're making niggers first we have black, black. yeah pretty black yeah next we have don't, don't have a dad don't have a dad yeah don't have a dad don't. yeah and then we have eat watermelon and fried chicken. Fried chicken, yeah. watermelon, yeah, that's, that's yeah, pretty good. That's, that's, yeah. Next one is uh, make good choices. Let's um, see. Oh, oh, oh there's, there, there's oh. nothing there. Next we have rob people. Specifically whites, yeah, they do that. Last one is... Go to jail? Um... Well, that's the video. Um, it wasn't very funny. <laughs> that's my take. This is, no, this, no. This is my first time watching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it just it it started off sad and it got worse from there. But anyway, Stephanie Freeman has gotten a lot of trouble because she asked black she asked Twitter and black Twitter in general not to hurt her or go after her school. Bernard, can you post her apology? Or her apologies up. Uh, oh, there's like so several bad. pages of it. Several. Of yeah. Them. Start. Start with the one uh, I sent you last. Okay. And but, go um, on from there. Okay. One thing is that there was a fake account also made. That's a name that was close to what her original account was. Yeah, that so one. If, if it's got the uh, S at the end on the on the username, okay. then it's from the fake account. Okay, so don't the last one is from the fake gun. Don't send that one. But Ooh. Yeah, the last one and the one in white. Don't send that one either. But everyone else, that is all her. Okay. The last one. But yeah, she said one. some okay, gotcha. yeah. understood. So she said some pretty racist stuff. I'm gonna read some of what she says. Let's see. Um here it is. <laughs> okay, here it is. Um mm, wow. I want to apologize for the abhorrent video I posted. I know in my heart how wrong it was. My BF is racist, and he slowly normalized his racism on me. Still, I should never have let him. I believe blacks are human, too, made in the image of Christ. 
I have disappointed God, and I want to apologize. Please don't contact my college. It's my future, and one mistake should not ruin a life. Also, please stop with the death threats. Again, I apologize. Sincerely, Steph. So that was her first apology. <laughs> and she sent a few more after that. But I just want to walk you through this apology she sent out. Um, guys, if you ever have to apologize for anything bad you say, please don't say, I believe blank are human too. <laughs> Especially don't say, I believe blacks are human too, because that will, that will come back to you in the worst way. Yeah, don't say that that people. Just... Never say black people are people. That's the moral of the story, guys. Just so you're clear. Never. Ever. It's, like, it just it just sounds wrong. That's all I have to say. Like, oh, that sounds, that also sounds wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it sounds wrong that black people are people. I'm saying when you have to say it, it sounds wrong. I agree with also, that. Also, don't push, don't push your racism on someone else. When Paula Dean said the N-word, she didn't blame her grandson for it. Although if she had, it's probably because he was playing Fortnite and she heard him. So, you know what, Poe? She also, yeah. I don't, I don't think you have an expert on racism. You're white. What? <laughs> I'm the least white person on this podcast. That's Jay is the most you, white because she's southern. Are you sure about that? You are southern. You are the most white. Okay. Don't wrangle me up. And also, she, <laughs> she also. She also tossed her best friend under the bus. Uh, Bernie, you see that picture? Oh, shit. Um, no, I haven't seen any yeah. picture. Um, you mean Bowie? Like, what? scroll up. Huh? You mean Bowie? Question mark? No, I'm talking about what? Stephanie Freeman. Stephanie Freeman. Oh, you mean the... Yes. Fr- okay. Not I'm about, so okay. proud of you. We're talking about uh, this woman. Yeah, no, she definitely did put her yes. friend under the bus. Um <laughs> Uh, what what did she do? What like like what what did she post after this? Was was this the um the apologies? And then she decided she was gonna toss her best friend her best friends under the bus by pointing out racist tweets and times they said the n word in text. Do we have those? Do we have those racist tweets that that were um? That I've were sent it to you. I've sent it to you. Yeah. Okay. Look look at look look uh, scroll up. And she, yeah, she went after both of her friends. Said, "Oh, they uh, put heavy makeup on and said they were wearing blackface, and they said nigger in their tweets." Oh. And Ooh. yeah. Oh, I thought that was this woman. Okay, never mind. Yeah. That's Stephanie Freeman. Yeah. This is Yucko. They're up. Basically, b- Black Twitter is still s- trying to get her, her whole. Li- they're still making jokes about her. Uh, uh, literally, so many tweets. Please don't, Stephanie Freeman, please don't call my college. Black Twitter, somebody picking up the phone. Black Twitter, somebody running and screaming. Black Twitter, Django whipping the slave master. <laughs> Literally, so many. Oh, it's fun to be the CEO of racism. Is it, is it deserved, Poe? <laughs> Do you think this is deserved? Do you think she should be kicked Look, out of I don't, college? I don't think the, it, it was deserved for the original video, but for the apologies, yes. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Once you make terrible apologies that aren't really apologies like this, you're going to get... If she had said nothing, it would have faded away and been gone. But then she she made an apology that she wants to apologize, but then she didn't really apologize at all. She just brushed it off on her best friend, tried to target her... Be- uh, brushed it off on her boyfriend, tried to target her best friends. And when that didn't work, she just doubled down and tried to fake apologize again. But you don't... 
you don't say things like this is the only time I have been afraid my entire my entire life. You don't say I believe blacks are human too. You don't say these things and think they're apologies. You're just making it worse for yourself. You know, like yeah. it, to me, like I didn't care if she was racist. There's plenty of racist people around. I don't have time to look after all of them. What got to me is that she's just a bad person. <sighs> um yeah, I think I'll agree with you there. Like at some point, I feel like you should probably just own up to it, own rather up, than doubling down now. and then Everybody, blaming it on other people. <laughs> it's too late for that now, really. And even if she she shouldn't have owned up, to, she should have just stayed. Like I'm not saying what would have been the right thing. I'm saying what would have been the best thing for her. She should have just stayed silent and let it fade away. Literally, nobody would have talked about it if she hadn't made a stupid apology. It's pointless. Yeah, like I <laughs> saw the apology before I ever saw the video. Like I didn't even see that up until uh, like just a couple of hours ago. Well, wasn't the apology trying but it's to? Was the apology due to the backlash she got from the internet, or the or the backlash she got like yeah. pertaining to her college? It was no. About the internet. Her. The internet was the college too. The internet was the one who contacted her college. I see. I see. Okay. Well. Yeah. Well, I mean. That's that's all you can do, really. I mean, like, I, I think she deserves every inch of what she's getting. Um, but she also got expelled from her high school. Yeah. Uh, but but what I mean is like, a, it, that's all you really can do at that point. I mean, you're kicked out of your high school. You know, your future schooling is probably doomed. You're you're getting like phone calls left and right. You're probably doxxed, right? Uh, all you can do is beg. <laughs> please stop, please. I don't know. Begging, literally, begging is not going to work because when black Twitter, or really any Twitter, feels they can get something over you, they're not going to let that go. They're going to they're gonna double down. As, even if they're wrong and they're not here, they're going to go as hard as possible to ruin you. Hmm. Well, Just how it is. That's, yeah, I don't. I don't really have a stake in this one <laughs> for the first time. I, mean, in, I don't, I don't particularly care either. Well, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Jay, you got anything to say? Not Jay. really Jay's at this point. Phone. Like <laughs> she's checking Twitter. No, I, I mean, I mean, no, not, not right now. Uh, like, I guess I'm just trying to collect my thoughts because like I can deal with shit that's just clearly an edgy joke. Like, the TikTok wasn't funny in the least, at least to me. But when you sit there and you have to try and justify yourself saying, well, it's not my fault, I'm fucking racist, it is someone else's fault in this whole fault. race, they're definitely people. It's like, bro, you're, you're just doing too much. Bro, Simple. All my all my friends made me racist. Uh, the TV made me racist. Uh, the Jews made uh, me Donald, racist. Donald Trump made me racist. Donald Trump being president. Oh, that one girl, racist. that one girl in the photo, her friend Emily did kind of have a Donald Trump tan going on. <sighs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> we got. The <sighs> I mean, it's. Uh, well, you this know is what? what it is. How about how about next week we schedule a interview with the CEO of racism, right? Okay, that's me. I'm right here. What? We get you. I'm oh. CEO of racism. Well, let me bow to you, sir. I'm I'm sorry. I I've heard. I, I you don't bow you. to CEOs. Let's... Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> no, what if you're, who bows to Bill Gates? 
I would fucking bow to Bill Gates. He'll probably give me a million dollars. He could sneeze at me, and then I, was, I, I could sell that fucking <laughs> sneeze water. <laughs> can I make mean, uh, probably, a lot of like, money. I'd probably bow to Elon Musk, to be honest. Um, probably might give me a diamond mine in South Africa. Yeah, all the... <laughs> You beat me to it, man. <laughs> well, oh, the South Africans would hate that. I, <laughs> I'd probably bow to um, I bow to me first of all, then to the CEO of racism, I'm, and I'd say you built a massive, you built a, a nice company, sir. You need to say it's very expensive. You make away. a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> you make a lot of money. <laughs> oh my god. So, I guess like the. Like the final word on this is that she's kind of getting what she deserves, not so much for the video, but for the apology. Yeah, that's all I have to say. As as uh, said by the CEO of racism himself. What time yeah. was Thank that? You. Was that posted? What time was that posted? Let's see. When she posted the video. Yeah. No. The um, the apology. Eleven oh nine. It was at ten. I, I don't know what time that would be her time, but like I, I guarantee you it's it's late in the or um early in the morning, like probably four o'clock. She's got like a massive uh, cup of like a thing of wine, right? Sipping it, got red lips all over her boyfriend. I mean, she, she's, a, she's a senior in high school, but I well, she's be, still a white well, woman, right? Yeah, but she'd probably drink like. Coors Light or something. I don't know. <laughs> Coors Light. Uh, we drink White Claw. White Claw. Of course okay. you do. I'll keep that in mind. Can't drink vodka like a real person. Can't drink vodka. Or rum. Of course not. You're telling me you drink vodka? Like straight vodka? You Like I literally every week I'll buy like 10 or 15 shot bottles and put in my dresser at work. I would drink that in my coffee. That's... Calories, sir. <laughs> yeah, but that was before I started doing keto and all that. Calories. Like right, that's like I literally cannot have any alcohol because of all the freaking carbs it has. Can you smoke anything? Question mark. If I could get some weed, I'd probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't do that because you know that's not legal is where I keto? live. Is I would keto? never do that. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Heroin is probably keto. Could probably, probably get some of that. Cocaine is definitely Gosh. keto. It's not that I do cocaine out. either. <laughs> Okay, so uh, next for next week, we'll be talking about something a bit more, uh, I guess, grounded. We're going to be talking about China again because, you know, they're such a mess. And if do we really believe their numbers? Here's no. a tip. The answer is no. Okay, well, she beat me to it. Bro, fuck <laughs> thanks for I'm going to be on the fuck China <laughs> side of that one. Of course. Thanks and for tuning for any- in to this episode of Digital Blackface. And for anyone wondering, weed is keto. Thank you. Thank you.
so away.